Hey everybody, it's your boy Garrett J. White, the founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, walk your ass to school. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fuel. All right, my friends, so I just dropped off my younger daughter to class. My daughters both go to the same school. And uh, my older daughter, uh, who is 11, is a complete and utter nightmare in the morning. Like, a nightmare. It doesn't matter what time she wakes up. She can wake up at 7.30, she can wake up at 5.30, she can wake up at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, it doesn't matter. We have the same game. She procrastinates everything till the last minute, despises homework, doesn't do homework, continues to do what she's doing over and over and over and over again, and then holds us hostage in the morning. So this morning, a situation arose, and I had to make a decision. She is supposed to be at school at 7 o'clock. She was not ready to go because she started finishing an entire project for her religion class that was she started working on last Sunday, of which, of course, she did no work on this entire week. Nothing. I came home last night with doing nothing. I said, do you have any projects to be done? No. She sat on her phone doing, well, what she does on her phone, socializing with her friends. And then inside of all of this, I wake up this morning and then she says in a panic, oh my God, you should have woke me up. You should have woke me up. You should have woke me up. I have homework. I have homework. I have homework. I have to finish my religion project. I have to finish my religion project. I said, listen, I don't care if you have to finish your religion project. I've got to drive this morning, both of you kids to school. Here's what I'm going to give you. You're going to miss your first period, and I'm going to take you the same time I take your sister. That means you have an extra 45 minutes. If you are not in the car by the time I pull away to get your sister to school on time, I will leave you. And if I leave you, we are canceling the makeup artist, which we had coming today, for her first school dance. She's in sixth grade. Now, you can imagine how this story plays out. We're sitting there. I keep warning her. Hey, you have 40 minutes. Hey, you have 30 minutes. Hey, you have 20 minutes. Hey, you have 10 minutes. Hey, Bailey, we are getting in the car. And in five minutes, if you are not in the car, I am leaving you. I am taking your sister to school. And you are not going to have the makeup artist tonight. She continued to get frantic. She continued to get frantic, and I left her. So now I got a daughter who is late for school. I have given her a consequence. If you are not in my car, ready to go, I will cancel your makeup artist. Okay? Now comes the tough part. Fulfilling on a promise. See, and this is the interesting part about not just being a parent, but being somebody who takes a stand inside other people's lives. There's what you say is going to happen And then there's what needs to happen. What needs to happen is what you say is going to happen. And so as a parent, I have a choice. What do I do? Fulfill on what I said was going to happen or allow my daughter to weasel out the back door again. She has the same patterns. She's late, disorganized, doesn't give a shit, is already getting bad grades in all of her classes and continues to waste time on her phone and all of her extracurricular activities inside of sports and not doing anything about it. The pattern must stop. And in order for the pattern to stop in other people's lives, you have to take a stand for them inside of their broken patterns. Whether it's children, whether it's clients, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a relationship with your family, at any level. But if you back away from it, and if you are weak in it, and if you don't do that, what you end up with is people who just continue to repeat 
their patterns. So here's my question for you in today's Daily Fire. My daughter has a problem and her paranoid problem is every single morning, she's a goddamn nightmare. And every morning we have the same conversation. And today there's a consequence that's coming with that, which is the canceling of the thing that she actually wants because she can't actually do the things that she needs. But where in your world across body, being, balance, and business? Do you need to take a stand for you? And what I mean by that is you need to take a stand for patterns inside of your own life. Today I'm giving an example about my daughter, but my question for you is where in your world are you currently tolerating this kind of bullshit behavior with yourself? And you've not taken a stand in that pattern and you've not taken a stand of colliding with yourself and you know you must take a stand and collide with yourself, but you have refused to do such. My friends, what is that area? The second piece with this. Once you figure out what that area is, I want you to pull out your warm up and your weapon, aka journal your pen. I want you to write that down and ask yourself a better question with it. What is going to have to change today in order for you to interrupt and stop this incessant, insane pattern that you've created for yourself? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, a parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the Warrior Book. So if you don't have a copy of the Warrior Book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends, so if you you have not connected with the parable of the day and the principle of the day, well, you need to get your ass back over to the fire for today. But, give a little refresher, my daughter was late to school again, and I made her walk. And inside of that, I was faced with a very difficult principle in life, which is this. In order for a pattern to stop in other people's lives, you have to take a stand. In order for patterns in other people's lives to change and stop, you have to take a stand. Now, we're going to link that principle and that parable up to today's actual doctrine inside of the warrior's way. We're continuing down the path with the code. And specifically, we'll be in chapter 7, Raw Feelings. And be linking up that principle and principle uh, and parable today. So here we go. Uh, the first quote is coming from William Ernest Henley. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. This is actually an excerpt from Invictus, the poem. It's something we use at Warrior Week. We use in all of our big events. A quote that men have to, a poem they have to memorize. It means a ton to me. We're going to get into, though, <clears throat> this principle then of, of ultimate change and what I was going through with my daughter and ultimately her patterns of chaos that she's got going on in the morning. And this idea and the principle from the parable, which is in order for the pattern to stop in other people's lives, you have to take a stand. So let's get into it. Verse number one. Here are several of the facts of my own life. My first marriage lasted a year and a half, and my now ex-wife and I got married and divorced within 18 months. During that short time, I got cancer. She had our son, Parker, and we got divorced. All facts. The feelings around these facts have been very different, however. Verse 2. It's one thing for me to say, well, you know what? Our first night, we had sex seven times. I broke the record out of all my friends. We had sex seven times on our wedding night. Verse three, yeah, that's a fact. And then there's the feelings that are linked up to that as a man. Now, looking back, asking myself, what was I thinking? 
What kind of asshole turns his wife into a sex slave the first night of marriage and doesn't even begin considering how she's feeling? Verse four, she was young, only 19. Neither of us had had sex before we were married. So this game we knew was new for both of us. And yet here I was in this married relationship, hurt, confused, and so was she. Verse five, the day after the first night, my young bride looked at me and I looked at her. We both thought, what have we done? We should have never gotten married. Six, yes, I can relate to the facts of the number of times we were separated and the number of times we got back together. I can tell you the fact that I laid there in my hospital bed coming out of my first cancer surgery almost with of almost 10 hours alone while my ex-wife was shopping with her mother, not really caring if I came out of surgery alive or not. Seven, I can write about the final fight we had when I drove away from her home in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. My nine-month-old son, who is now a teenager, was leaning up against a screen door with his hands pressed up against the frame as I pulled away. Eight, yes, I can speak of a drive that took 12 hours to go to my parents' home in search of a support, only <clears throat> to end up as a crumbled emotional mess lying on their front doorstep in the middle of the night, not wanting to bother them until they woke up in the morning. Nine, I can tell you what it's like to be married again and to be in a relationship with a woman a second time that is so painful, lying in the same bed as her, night after night, feeling so helpless to connect and longing for her touch and yet never receiving it. Ten, yes, I can share all those facts with you, but what becomes difficult to describe are the feelings attached to all of those facts. So here's here's the reality we're going to get into here. You know, we talk about this, and I'm talking about this in an example of my daughter, like, being late in the morning, which is just a perpetual pattern for her. And I can talk about making her walk to school, and we can look at this principle that in order for a pattern to stop in other people's lives, you have to take a stand. But the pattern that I'm going to talk about is not the pattern in this particular fuel about other people. <clears throat> Fuck what other people are doing. There's so much tendency for you and for me to try to change other people without what? Without changing ourselves. We expect other people to express feelings when we won't express our own feelings. We expect other people to speak clearly to us, yet we do not speak clearly to them. We expect others to be on time, but we continue to not be on time. We expect others to be or do or have something, and yet inside of our own lives, we have not demonstrated a consistency to be, to do, or to have the same thing. So amidst all of this conversation of the code and the facts, here's the reality. If you are an emotionless, unexpressive person, if you have not gotten to a place where you can actually own the truth of what you feel, it doesn't really matter. You can tell the facts all day long, all day long. You can speak the facts. You can do fact map after fact map after fact map after fact map. Here are the facts. Here are the facts. Here are the facts. And... If you do not link up the feelings to it, it doesn't fucking matter. The facts may set you free in the following possibility. The facts open up a space of possibility to create. That is all they do. They don't, they don't do anything more than that. They open up a space for you to create. Nothing more, nothing less. Period. But the challenge becomes, is inside of that space, do you actually give your feelings a chance to grow. Let's continue in a warrior book. We're going to head to verse number 11 on page 91. Truth was, I didn't share much with anybody. I was too ashamed that I had feelings. Even if I could muster the courage to share the facts, I was so emotionally disconnected that I couldn't actually differentiate the facts from the feelings that were connected to those facts. Instead, I would just suppress and ignore those feelings I was having. 12. 
So yes, I would tell the truth real, but I wouldn't feel the truth raw. And so my life continued to not work. 13, I wouldn't talk about how I felt with my wife, my family, or my friends. I wouldn't talk about how alone I felt at cocktail parties with my wife, who was so beautiful, everybody looking at us and thinking, you two must be the happiest couple on earth. I couldn't tell them how it felt to have two or three months go by at a time without sexual intimacy between me and my wife. 14, I couldn't tell anyone what it felt like at the time when my business began to implode and I took it upon myself to find other jobs for my key players, which in 2007 included my brother-in-laws and all my sisters who worked for me, only to have several of them turn their backs on me when I was in the deepest pain and struggling months later in 2008. 15, nobody knew how I felt when I had no money and struggled to even get enough in the bank account to pay for my groceries. Verse 16. One day, it all became too much. Every day that went by, ignoring the feelings inside of my soul, the questions and the emotions and the frustrations and the anger and the rage grew inside of me, and it was quite literally killing me. So it's easy to look at my daughter and be like, well, you know, you need to be on time to school and take a stand as a father. But but what was not easy What was not easy, although simple, was to look at my own life and realize that although I was very loud, that I was I was very much a talker, that I was willing to say things that didn't actually mean that I was expressing feelings. So to all my talkers out there who think that just because you're talking, you're expressing feelings, that is not true. And to all of my isolators who like to hide behind the wall of your own stoicism, who like to sit back behind the facts and not talk about your feelings. But guess what? You know better. So you can go to silence or you can, <clears throat> or you can go to talk <clears throat> and attack. And either way, you can still find yourself stuck in a place in which you're not expressing your feelings. We're going to continue down this. Verse 27. I was taught a powerful lesson one day while walking down the street. We were on our way to church house for Sabbath service, and there was this young teenage girl who was passing by on the sidewalk. We engaged in the typical interaction and exchange people have with each other. But this young girl changed my life forever. As she was walking by, I asked out of common courtesy, how are you doing? She replied, I'm doing awesome. What? What do you mean you're doing awesome, I thought. My mind had no way to compute with awesome because I was programmed. What I was programmed for was I'm good. See, I was a liar. Like, I was a liar. Like, I was, I was one of the grievous liars. But the lies were not like what you think. And I'm going to have you consider that the biggest lies that you're living today are the fact that you do not even know what you feel. And you do, and even at some level, you do know what you feel, but you don't talk about it. You, you act like somehow like what you're feeling is wrong, bad, or broken. You act somehow by what you're feeling that, that what you're feeling doesn't actually matter. And yet inside of this, the stand that I'm talking about, the principle that comes out of today's parable is really simple. In order for a pattern to stop in other people's lives, you have to take a stand. But fuck for a second other people's lives. In order for things to take a chance, take a, a change in your life, in order for patterns in your life of not expressing your feelings, in order for the patterns in your life of pretending like you're Mr. or Mrs. Happy Pants all the time. Hi, I'm Mr. Happy Pants. Trying to pretend like God is great and everything's great and nothing ever falls apart and there's no problems and I don't shit and my shit doesn't smell. My shit smells like roses. Trying to pretend like life itself always works. And trying to pretend like you always got it together is killing you. And in order for that pattern to stop in your life, you're going to have to take a stand.
Like, you're going to have to take a stand, but not just a stand for the facts. You're going to have to take a stand for the feelings. You're going to have to be willing to get raw. You can be real all day long. And that's a great first step. And some of you will spend months and years just being comfortable in that step before you start getting to the second one. But see, the game itself becomes magical. It goes from black and white and gray to colors when you start to express feelings. Feelings. These feelings are crucial to your experience. So let's go through some of the key pondering points here from chapter seven. Point number one, facts, real, and feelings raw both occur, but are also very different parts of any experience. The feelings within a situation are much harder to define. Key point from the general stand number two for this chapter. We all have a dark warrior that wants to be unleashed. If you can't be honest about the facts and you can't be honest about the feelings. If you don't get your feelings out, they become weapons of destruction and instead operate like a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. Point number three, there is a trifecta that occurs between our feelings, stories, and facts in which the stories that we tell are directly linked to the feelings that we have. All three are separate yet linked together. Point number four, we will remain confused if we don't acknowledge the feelings that we are feeling in any situation we encounter. Let's come to some of the warrior witness here for today's chapter and uh, today's daily fuel and side of the code. And dealing specifically with raw and feelings. Uh, we have a brother from Illinois. Lessons learned on raw. Results will always speak for themselves, but without addressing your feelings, results can be masked by reasons. Get raw. Abandon the reasons. Reasons are excuses. Fuck the excuses. Face the feelings and you can face the facts. My truth. I rarely tell anyone how I feel. Life is always fucking wonderful, but it's not. Some days it sucks shit, but I smile and laugh and say I'm living the dream. Holding it in is fucking killing me. I'm done holding it in. It's come from another brother just somewhere here in the U.S. This is probably my hardest lesson to learn from me. Since my childhood and through my adult life, I've always been a role of leadership. I've always been the example and source of strength and enlightenment. This was taken to the extreme when I was presented a Superman cape by my friends who referred to me as super splaver. So I was never given permission, never given myself permission to express my feelings and get raw. When I almost lost my wife to hemorrhagic stroke that uncovered her tumor, I was the I was the rock and guiding force that brought my kids and community forward. And side note, uh, this uh, this man's wife actually did pass away from from that brain cancer. When she underwent her dangerous surgery to remove the tumor in the center of her brain several years ago, then I too had to suck it up and be the man. I can tell you, thank God she has pulled through. Thank God she is a fighter. Thank God that operation radiation didn't kill her. But I've been dragging this shit around for way too long, and I've been self-medicating by immersing myself in my work. For way too long, and I've been self-medicating by immersing myself in my community work as well as CrossFit. It has pulled me away from all that I fought so damn hard for over the years, and it's my fault that I didn't give myself permission to get raw. This past week when my friend died, it brought back many of the emotions I had undergone during this trying time. It threw me back in the pit of emotions and loneliness. This man uh, ended up losing his wife. And inside of that, uh, there, was a, there was a huge growth for him and a huge fucking pain. And the only way that he survived through that piece was having a brotherhood to lean on. And being able to express to not five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, but you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 of us, just what his feelings were. Let's go to another one. Uh, I'm a brother from Washington. For the first time, I'm listening to Raw and I'm completely lost. I've been through it several times before and it always evoked a strong response, knowing that I have felt that suppressed feeling forever. But for the first time today, I realized I don't know how to get those feelings. I mean, I can relate to some superficial sadness and anxiety about facts when I think about them or review my list, but I've been so numb to them for so long. But the feelings come up randomly and intensely. I don't know how to access them on demand. 
It's like they just sit deep down waiting for the wrong time to pop up and overtake me. In those cases, the feelings rule over me, not the other way around. I need the ability to access and acknowledge them on my terms, not when they come out on their own at all the wrong times. I know now, I now know they are creating the stories in my head and that those stories are limiting my actions and that I can get to them. I can control my stories instead of the other way around. And then, oh, gentlemen and ladies, that is where the stack comes into play. Daily stack begins to give you the powerful opportunity to start expressing and feeling again. Thanks so much for being here inside of this daily fuel. And again, our parable and our principle. Our parable around, walk your ass to school. The principle that in order for a pattern to change, you must take a stand. And that stand itself has to be with you today. That concludes here with the daily fuel. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Garrett White signing off, saying love and light. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.